Blessings, blessings, one and all. It is I. I wanted to come in like Santa Claus. Did that sound like a Santa Claus-ish? No. No? Okay. No, but it's okay. <laughs> well, I just wanted to come in jolly and full of so much energy, and then it just it fell flat on its face because I realized the look in your face said, like, you're, well. you're, not, you're not cool. And I just want to be cool. It was a but, great, it was great effort, though. Thanks. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Laugh and Be Blessed. I'm your host, Jake Rubel. And with me, as always, is the beautiful and wonderful, amazing financial provider, Chia Rubel. That's right. Chia, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. I'm Don't lie. to go to work. I am doing wonderful. You have wonderful to go to work tonight. Today. Tonight's your work, yeah. go-to-work night. Yeah. Well, as we're recording this. Not yes. tonight as no. in when they're listening, but tonight as in... No. Yeah. Um, so good, I want to get a couple things out of the way. First and foremost, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We appreciate you guys so much. If you could please like and subscribe to this podcast right now, wherever you're at. If you're on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, wherever you are listening, hit that like button. Subscribe. That really helps us out. You know, another thing that really helps us out, share this podcast with five people that you feel like would benefit from it. Just five people. That's all I'm asking. Just think of five people who need to laugh more, who need to just have some positive energy thrown their way in a negative world and share the podcast with them. Send them a link or just uh, send them over to the Facebook group. You guys know the Facebook group that I'm talking about. All right. It's Jake Rubel's Blessed Ones. Super easy to find. You just get on Facebook. Jake Rubel's Blessed Ones. That's That's all you got to do right then. Right then? Right there. Then there. There and then. You get there and then you do it. Uh, I also want to say thank you to our Patreon subscribers, contributors, the people who love us enough to help us finance this podcast. Thank you very much for what you are doing. Don't, don't just, is it, was it a tick? No. Just a mole? Just a black no. spot on your arm. Okay. No. You're freaking me out. I'm trying to do stuff. Uh, <laughs> so... Just wanted to say to people on Patreon, thank you very much for helping support us. If you would like to also help us out, we would greatly appreciate it. Please go to patreon.com slash laugh and be blessed, and you can find all the information there. Uh, Yeah, if you want to find us on any other social media other than Facebook uh, group, you can just find us at Indiana Ruble. That's, you know, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. That's where you can find us. Um, or, you know, if you just want to have a one-stop shop, go to jakerubel.com, and you can find information on upcoming shows that I'll be doing. Uh, you can find links to all of our social media, all of our YouTubes and podcasts and my blogs and any of that stuff. Just go to jakerubel.com. I should have just said that from the beginning. It could have saved me three minutes. <laughs> if just at like the beginning I said, go to jakerubel.com and do all that stuff. So that would be great. Um, speaking of upcoming shows... Uh, when this comes out, uh, which will be Wednesday, the 29th, I will be back at the Comedy Attic in Bloomington for round two of the comedy contest. So uh, if you could come out, that would be great. The, you got to get your tickets online at thecomedyattic.com and uh, wear a mask. And it is 50% capacity at the moment. The shows will sell out. They always do. So I'll be there tonight and tomorrow. So that's the 29th and the 30th 
of July. July. Yes, because I almost said June. So, of July. So, I will be there. Really hope to see you. Um, also, August 6th, I'm going to be at Gutty's Comedy Club in Greenwood. Um, they are kicking off their comedy competition, so I will be there for that as well. I'm just, I'm just doing competitions. You know, at this point, I figure... I just want to do as many shows as possible. Why not do some competitions? You know what I'm saying? Does that is that sock dirty? You smell the sock. You're, you're just you're no, just it's up. Clean. You're it just up like fabric cleaning stuff up <laughs> while I'm trying to do this stuff. Uh, that brings us to our next important, extremely important part of the podcast: the blessed one of the week. Ooh. Each week, as you know, we've started this that each week we are going to pick a blessed one from the blessed ones group. In, on Facebook, we're going to choose somebody that we feel like uh, we just want to give them a shout out. We like what they're doing. We appreciate them. Or they're just cool people that we just want to say, yo, you rock. Uh, this week's blessed one is Mary Pridemore, uh, uh, who works at the warehouse. Uh, I know that sounds weird to just say the warehouse, but that's what it's called. It's the warehouse in Bloomington. This place is amazing. Uh, we, we love the warehouse. It is. Um, I'll just read you a little bit. I asked Mary to write up a little... Um, information about the warehouse so i'm just going to go ahead and read what mary sent over for those of you who may not be familiar with the warehouse we are a five acre building on the south rogers street in bloomington that exists to provide free play and art to the public so by doing so we give people a healthy alternative to drugs and alcohol and other deviant behavior i like the deviant part uh, by spending time with our guests, the relationships we build lead to quality mentorship and the opportunity to share our faith. Because of these relationships, we have gotten people into drug and alcohol rehab, protective custody, and job training as well as helped them learn leadership skills and have opportunities and experiences that they would not have been able to have otherwise. Since our doors have n- are not currently open... We have been doing Mobile Warehouse, where we take a big green bus full of activities and art to the low-income housing developments Ooh. that are within walking distance of the warehouse. It has been a great opportunity to get to know the families of some of these kids, as well as further develop relationships with kids that normally avoid us. We, <laughs> that's funny. Uh <laughs> We are having a great impact on those that are heavily affected by all the craziness in our world right now. If you would like to learn more about us, check out our website, which is btownwarehouse.com, or on Facebook at 1525 The Warehouse. So I just want to say personally, I love what The Warehouse does. They've got an indoor uh, skate park. They've got like... Uh, what what else do they have? They have like the the wall, the rock climbing yeah, wall, rock climbing, um, boxing, soccer, boxing. I mean, uh, in, indoor play equipment for the littles. Yeah, uh, they have so they have so much great stuff that is. I feel like it's super important to have uh, a place for kids to go to be able to you know, uh, stay out of trouble. And that's exactly what they're doing. That's what, what the warehouse does. Uh, I wish I would have had something like this whenever I was growing Me up. Too. So, 
Um, we personally, we've donated to the warehouse multiple times. If you are able to donate to the warehouse to help them out, do so. If you're not able to donate, that's fine. Uh, they, they're always looking for volunteers. Right now, I know they're not open, so that's a little bit different. But they're always looking for like volunteers to help out with stuff. Also, they have a huge part in the back of their building that they rent out for events. So if you have a big event coming up and you need the space, they also do that. So um, if you need any more information, just check out Mary Pride More or just check out uh, the Warehouse uh, Facebook page or website. So thank you, Mary, for being a blessed one with us. Uh, we love Mary. Mary's so wonderful and um, a very good friend of mine. So that is the blessed one of the week. I, we should do like a like a woo type. Woo! No, not like no. us. Oh, not us. Yeah, you didn't have to jump right <laughs> into it. Uh, so let's uh, let's talk about what we're reading. We've been we've been trying to keep you guys up to date with what we're reading. My reading list has actually changed quite a bit in just a week. Wow. Uh, I know. It's just I. It happens to me a lot. That's why I think this segment will actually work pretty well because it's going to constantly change for me. Um, are you still reading the same? Um, my audiobook is different. I was reading a Daniel Steele audiobook. Mm-hmm. So currently, my audiobook is, I don't even remember. Lean in just a little bit closer. Oh, yeah. what is it? Oh, it's a Nora Roberts book. It's called Divine Evil. I don't know. It just seemed like an interesting book. So I picked that. But other than that, my ebook is still Dracula, and my physical book that I'm reading is still Lord of the Rings. Yeah, uh, I know. I'm real pushy. I I'm know, like, I'm lean in closer. Lean get your hands in. off the I'm table. Don't touch the mic. I don't know what to do. I, I don't know what it's to do with my hands. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh, yeah, currently, what I'm kids are still reading their same books because honestly, last week we slacked the whole week with reading time. We're we bad people. Yeah, we did a podcast where we we're like we're really you know pushing our kids to read more, and then mm-hmm. not one time all week since you we last. They did the know podcast. us by now. Yeah, like one week it. we're like we're dieting, and the next <laughs> week we're like no. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, uh, so we actually our parenting style is the same. Yeah, it's it's the same, meaning it changes. <laughs> uh, so currently, I'm actually I'm reading um, a couple of different books. Uh, one book that I'm reading is I'm still reading Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, kind of taking my time with it a little bit, but I'm actually reading two other books right now. One of them is Eckhart Tolle's book, A New Earth. And um, it's a really, really good book. I'm really enjoying it so far. I'm not very far into it, but I'm really enjoying what I've read so far. And then the other one is Mark Manson's book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Bleep. <laughs> it starts with an F. Yeah. If you, need uh, if you are somebody who you feel like you care too much, I know that sounds weird, but you can care too much if every little thing that is happening to you bothers you if you are constantly trying to be a people pleaser if you are always trying to make sure you're the best at everything if any if you fall into any of these categories read this book it is so good i love this book it is one of my favorite books it pumps me up it really does it it helps me to get focused because there's so many things that i care about that i shouldn't even care about yeah and it helps me just start shutting those things down. Forget about those things. Don't. Who cares? Like, there's so many things that I worry about that I'm like, honestly, who cares? Like, we do not live in a conventional household by any means. Nope. Um, and what I mean by that is that we have three children in this house. 
Um, pretty normal so far. It's a good start. So far, it's normal. You know, we've got a uh, we've got a husband and a wife. Pretty pretty American traditional traditional. Uh, uh, what have you? And then you throw in a mother in law lives with us. Now that's not very in today's life. It's not normal. It's not normal for a parent to live in your house or you to live in your parents' house. Mm-hmm. Um, we've kind of been lucky to where a few, about what, five, six years ago, we, six years ago, yeah. we moved into my mother-in-law's house. Uh, we, we had bought a house. It wasn't working out. We moved in with my mother-in-law to save money. Um, and we were able to get out of our contract with our house that we bought, which was great. Um, so we moved in with my mother-in-law to save money. We were going to save money for about a year, and then we were going to buy the home that we wanted. Well, while we were here, we realized, well, this is the home we want. Right. This is the house Chia grew up in. It's 11 acres. It has everything that we want other than a significant water source. But it's got everything else that we really want. I mean, we have, like, water. I'm just saying, right. like, I want. have, like, a pond or Yeah, anything like, like that. that. Um, so we just all sat down. We had a family meeting. It turns out that Kim loved us being here. We loved being here. We decided to buy the house. Boom, here we are. Um, so very convenient because now Kim's bills went way down, and she mm-hmm. still lives here. Um, there's three parents now for three kids, so right. that's nice. The other unconventional thing about us is that I'm the stay-at-home dad, and that's not – I mean, I think it's it's more common today – but it's not a very common thing. And a lot of times whenever I talk to people about it, I still kind of get crap from them. I was going to say, it's still often frowned upon. Yeah, they're like, oh, your wife works? And I'm like, no, I work too. I'm yeah. just the primary caregiver in our house. Mm-hmm. And it's because Chia has a career. And I'm not saying I don't have a career, but Chia has a career that she needs to focus on because it makes more sense in our life for her to be the one leaving and going taking care of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been lucky enough that, uh, you know, throughout the years, I've I've been the other one that's that's went out and that's worked. So I know how much it sucks to not be around your kids all the time. You know, for the last 15 years, I've been the one working two or three jobs at a time to make sure that everything's right. taken care of. So we just reversed roles, and now I'm the one that's staying home. Chia loves it. Um, I do love. It. I I don't know why I would want to do life any other way. I know now why you liked me being a stay-at-home mom for years because it's just nice knowing someone's always available for mm-hmm. the kids. Yeah. it's When we were both working at the same time, both having full-time job, it was very stressful thinking, if somebody gets sick, who's going to leave? Who has PTO? Who's allowed to leave? Uh, if, if one of us, something awful happened to one of our children and one of us had to quit our jobs, it's very stressful to think, well... Whose job is more important? Who can risk that? Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about that at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's it, it, it is. It definitely feels good to be. But also, it feels nice for me to be able to be the one at home now. Because mm-hmm. you complained for years, like, how hard it is to be a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. And now that I'm the stay-at-home mom, it's not that hard. <laughs> You know, it's just uh, you, you, you guys. Have all that you propaganda for years. <laughs> all, everyone always talking about how hard it is. Okay, I guess if you 
will want your house to be clean and clean clothes all the time and stuff. Yeah, it probably is hard. But just that's where the book comes it in. It is hard. I just don't care about Up these until things. Until the kids are like five. <laughs> Once a kid's five, they can make their own peanut butter and jelly. And now they're like 10 and 11, so I know. They're, they're baking pizzas and stuff. Yeah, Jess. Do you, do you Jess, feed the kids? Not often. <laughs> <laughs> There's like three, two, three nights a week where I'll I mean, make dinner. When I was, and then the other nights, I'm like, hold and make a pizza. When I was a stay-at-home mom, I, I was the food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Milk's gone bad with dad. I'm just saying they don't know. The, not here. Uh, uh, I'm looking forward to when Roman can start cooking. You know? Why does it matter his brother and sister cook for Because him? then they all cook. And then I don't. we don't have to cook ever again. I'm putting my kids, I'm putting my 11-year-old daughter through cooking classes today just because I don't want to cook anymore. That would anymore. be really smart. Why don't we do that? That would be a fun family activity. I mean, we talk about doing these things, and we probably never will. No, no, no. Well, you know why? Fun. It's because there's other people at those places. Ugh. What if we could do a private one? What if we could just do a private one where it's just people who listen to the podcast, so it's like people we like, and we just all have like a... <laughs> I'm much, sure there's a chef that listens to this. How much money do you think I, I know I a make. chef. I actually know a chef. Do you know a chef? I know a personal chef. He actually lived in like Paris for a while and was a chef. Huh. Yeah. My buddy Dan. He's a deadhead. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. He teaches to make special brownies. He'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, be like... Why are we putting this in there? Maybe I should hit him up. He doesn't. He's not a chef anymore. I think he does insurance now. Yeah. But um, I bet I could hit him up and be like, "Dude, how much would you charge me to do like a, a cooking personal class? Personal class for a our personal family. class. We should do it. That'd I bet he fun. would. That would be fun. Cool. Uh, Dan does a lot of cool stuff. Maybe we'll make him a blessing of the week here soon because he does stuff with the community kitchen and stuff. There we go. So that would be really cool. Um, I don't know how we got. Oh yeah, the book. <laughs> <laughs> We're oh. still talking about a book. Just don't care about stuff. I don't care what people think about me. No. We're doing all this stuff that's not normal, and I just don't even care. I, You know, uh, that's the biggest thing for me is at this point, I really I don't care what you think about me. I don't care if you think – because I cared for years. Yeah. yeah, I cared for years and was miserable, and now I just don't care. And because of that, I'm living – I'm literally living my dream. I really am. It's the beginning of my dream, but it's my it's dream. Your dream, yeah. Do you want to know how I get paid, Chia? You don't know how I make my money. I make my money from doing comedy, mm-hmm. from doing a podcast, mm-hmm. and now, ladies and gentlemen, I am proud to announce because I'm going to keep my people up to date with stuff. I just applied for my first writing job in years. I'm very excited about it for writing. For I don't know if I'll get it. You know, I might not get it. And if I don't get it, that's fine. But I'm going to hopefully that's put some positive energy out there. I'm going to be writing for a men's blog uh, about men's health. And, uh, yeah. I, I like it. I, You know, that's – am I making a lot of money right now? No. I'm really not. But I got a sugar mama. So it doesn't matter <laughs> that much. But I'm, I'm putting the effort out there. I'm doing what I wanted to do. And I'm very, very excited about it. So – um, and like looking back, if I could talk to like myself years ago, mm-hmm. um, and I, it, it, you know, that well, let's just get into it. That's that's the topic of the show today. Mm-hmm. Let's get into the talk topic of the show. What we want to talk about today is if we were able to go back and talk to our teenage shelves, oh, shelves, selves, uh, <laughs> selves. Uh, if we were able to talk to ourselves. When we were teenagers or um, 
yeah, that's it. Not I was going to say, like, have a video set back. No, I want to have a conversation. If we were able to have a conversation with ourselves when we were, like, yeah. between 14 we and just, 17. We, we bill and tatted up. We yeah, we just, we, yeah, we get in a phone booth. We go back. Uh, make sure you have bubble gum on you. How are we going to find a phone booth um, this day and age? A museum? <laughs> no. England? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so that's what we want to talk about today. We want to talk about if if we were. So uh, we both we we thought about it and we wrote down five different questions or or topics to go over uh, with ourselves. So let's get into. I want to. So Chia, if you were able to go back and talk to fifteen year old Chia, fourteen uh, year old Chia, yeah. whatever, thirteen year old Chia, if you were able to go back and talk to teenage Chia, um, what would you warn? Chia about would you would, would there be any kind of warning? So first, I had to kind of explain who I was at that time. So teenage me, I hated high school, and I know people are like, "Oh, high school is drug." No, I was miserable. I was very depressed and unhappy. I had very low self esteem, which caused me to be kind of a b word after a while. So not only did I feel like I didn't have a lot of um, that, a lot of people didn't like me because I was like kind of awkward that then made me angry and then other people didn't like me because I was mean so that's who I was as a teenager so if I had a conversation with that person um I would warn myself that the high school mentality never ends for some people so as much as I hated high school once I became an adult and I was out in the workforce life has been pretty good I um made the mistake though that I thought after high school everyone grew up and I ended up being disappointed because I ended up as an adult having quite a few friends I had um there's been times in my life I've had groups of other women that I was friends with where I found out after a while that their high school mentality didn't end and what I mean by that is as adults, people still have cliques. They're still mean girls. They're still guys acting tougher than they are. They want to sit around and talk about who they could beat up and what they <laughs> could do. And I'm like, how old are you, 14? Oh, man. I never um, got that. I never yeah. understood. Even then, and, it's just like, dude, come and on. And there's still drama. Now, I'm not saying... I, w- I would tell my teenage self, that doesn't mean every adult is going to be like that. It just means that don't automatically assume because someone's an adult that they left high school behind. There's some people that they never get out of that mentality. I think it's because maybe high school was the best time of their life and now they they want that feeling back. High school is not the best time of my life. My best time of my life is right now, currently. I have Mm -hmm. a wonderful husband. I have awesome children. I'm in my 30s. Being in your 30s is the best. Well, Don't I think let we people tell you that it's not. Our thirties are our twenties, though, because I feel like we wasted our twenties. We did. Well, I, I, I think I we think didn't waste lot, it. No. We just we we didn't conventionally do what most people do in in their twenties. Here's the thing, though. I kept thinking, okay, when I'm twenty, I'll feel like an adult. That didn't happen. When I was twenty-five, that didn't happen. When I was thirty, I really did finally feel like an adult because. I stopped caring about every little thing. And I don't know if that was just because caring about every little thing in my 20s really dragged me down. Or if this is normal. If it's a normal thing when you hit your 30s, you're like, why do I care? Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of people don't realize your 20s is really when you have to search and find yourself. So I wouldn't say we wasted it. I have a lot of regrets from my 20s. 
but it just means I mean that was my 20s I still have so much more of my life I just learned a lot maybe you know? we'll see but that's that's what I would <laughs> warn myself about is that because I <laughs> shut up <laughs> I still set my I set myself up for a, a lot of disappointment I ended up being hurt by a lot of people because I expected more out of them than I guess I should have mm-hmm. so I would warn myself just be be wary of the clicks and the same mentality that you're currently seeing in high school. I think it's great. I think that's that's a really really helpful uh, tip for a teenager, especially yeah. yourself, because I knew you then. So yeah, um, definitely. I feel like if I, you know, the the I guess the warning that I would give more than anything is to be healthy. Yeah. Um, and you know, it mostly because I was very unhealthy as a teenager. I mean, I was you know. Depending on where I go, I'm either strung out on meth, pills, alcohol. Like there's some, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm on something right it now means, as a teenager. Yeah. You know, so what my, timeline you? Yeah, where, so where in the timeline you go? And now, so not just be healthy, um, you know, in body, but in mind as well. Which I, th- I think that teenage me a lot of times was healthier mentally than adult me until recently. Um, but I'll get into that here in a little bit. But I feel like. Yeah, my biggest thing would, would just to be, you know, be healthy. My family suffers from lots of uh, health issues, um, diabetes and heart failure and strokes and all all kinds of stuff like that. And it just, it was ridiculous to me to even think about any of that kind of stuff could ever happen to right. me. And now, you know, recently I just had to go to the doctor because she had checked my blood pressure and it was very, very high. And um, so went to the... I made changes instantly before we even went to the doctor, though. I went ahead and um, started doing intermittent fasting. I started exercising um, and just started eating healthier, like just eating better things. Like I'm not trying to sit down and eat an entire frozen pizza by myself and stuff like that. Which at um, times that's necessary. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I made some changes, some some healthy changes and stuff. And maybe that's why I'm saying that now, because I think that's another thing with this list is it depends on who we are going back right because right now it's these are the things that are relevant to what i'm going through now so of course these are things that mm-hmm. i'm probably going to think of and and talk to right. me about like i'm 32 but 36 year old might say something different yeah exactly so i i feel like just just be healthy is going to be my big thing like um mostly because i'm selfish and i want that person to do all the hard work so that way now it's done. You know what I mean? Like if I if I would have started when I was 15 exercising every day for an hour a day, uh, it would be routine by now and I would just be used to it. So it's just I'm like I'm looking for child labor with myself. So then it's not really illegal because it's me doing I mean, it to me. But if you me. go back to 15-year-old you, it's not child labor because you just got to make sure you have a work permit at that time. That's it, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, you know, uh, exercise, eat a little bit better. I'm not saying – but I guess it's because I feel like at this moment whenever I do change my diet, I feel like I'm going on a diet. But if when I was 15, if I just started eating right – Right. It would be a lifestyle, lifestyle by now, yeah. and I would just – like, I, it's, I don't really drink soda pop anymore. And I'm okay with that because now when I do, I don't like the way it tastes. I mean, that happens to me like within three days. If I just drink water for like three days straight the and then I try to drink a Diet Pepsi or a Pepsi or a Mountain Dew or Dr. Pepper or anything, it tastes like, I don't know, antifreeze. Yeah, I'm like, the it tastes opposite. Horrible. If I don't have pop for 
couple of days or even a week, and then I get pop, it tastes like heaven. No, like it. I did. I just do just, not like the taste at all. You drink the cold pop real fast. You get that good burn down your throat. I can get that fizzies. from Lacroix. <laughs> just saying, I get the same feeling from Lacroix. So I think that would be mine. So the second. Um, the second thing I feel like would be what insights, like what insights would I give to teenage Jake? And really, I feel like the, the thing that I should have learned then that I've learned now is that people are people, you mm-hmm. know, good or bad. People are going to be people. Every person has a, a, is good and bad. The best people in this world have moments where they're bad people. It's just yeah. true. Yeah. Um, true. And I'm not saying like, a, you know, the, the greatest person in the world is going to kill somebody. But I'm just saying like everybody has a bad day to where they can react in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Um, even the people that are the sweetest, nicest people in the world have snapped on somebody or said something that they, they, they regret and want to take back. Right. And I feel like if I could talk to me when I was a teenager, it, I would just say, hey, man, people are people, good or bad. Don't let it change you. Yeah. Because I have, in the past, many times, let it change me, whether it's good or bad. Maybe I'm spending a lot of time with somebody who's, like, super, super positive, and I'm like, that's how I want to be. So I change myself to kind of mimic what they're doing, and then when that person falls, Mm -hmm. and I see it, and I see them be negative and hateful and stuff, it makes me be like, "It's it's all a sham. Yeah. No one's no one's good. Right. You know, and and I've had it happen to me multiple times to where this person I'm really looking up to and I'm really like that's you know, that's I want to get to that level, I want to get to that point. They something happens that makes me see them um without rose-colored glasses on. Right. And then I'm like uh, what's the point? What's Why that? even try? Because none none of it's real, so why even it try? Makes you want to become a hermit and be secluded. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to talk to anyone. And it, it makes you look at people so different because then you start looking at people and you're like, well, what's their agenda? Mm-hmm. What are they? What do they want from me? What are they trying to get over on me? Yeah. And Ram Dass has this thing where he's he's basically like, look, it, you know, I'm going to paraphrase this, but it's like, look at people like you look at trees. You don't look at a tree and you're like, what do they want from me? Right. You're just like, that's a beautiful tree. Yeah. Or that tree's dead. You know, or that tree's dying, um, or that tree needs water or needs something. Mm-hmm. You know, you just, it's different. And of course, I'm paraphrasing. So if anybody's just like, I wasn't right, that's not at all what he meant. That's the cool thing about philosophy. You know, that's what I took from it. But, <laughs> I, I, but that's just the way I, I, I'm trying to change now to look at people. If somebody is, is hateful towards me, it's hard for me not to want to be hateful back. If you cut me down, I want to cut you down. And it's dumb stuff. Like, if you make fun of the way I look, I'm instantly like 10 things that I can think of that I can I can make fun of you right now. But why do it? Right. You know? And now, if I'm hanging out with my friends, that's completely different. You you're know, ripping just, on each other. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's different. But I mean, like... See, I don't even like that. <laughs> I, and I... I don't know. That's a that's a whole Which, separate mean, thing. It, it depends on your group of friends. Some people are fine with it. Yeah. I just always feel so awkward when people start doing that because I'm like, I mean, what if that secretly hurts that person's feelings, but they're just laughing about it so you don't know. Yeah, I mean, and you're right. I mean, that's I feel like that is 100% accurate there. But I just, I, I don't know. I, I feel like if if I could just see people for people instead of, you know, for their attitude or for what's going on. So that, like, that's what I would just want to tell myself because then I'd have, you know, 
like 17, 18 years of experience by now um, and would feel really good about it. But yeah, I think I would just say people are people, good or bad, don't let it change you. Mm-hmm. What about you? What would you, what um, insights would you give? It's kind of funny because we, of the book we just talked about, I would let myself to know, be very careful who you give advice to mm. because you only have so many cares to give. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you only have something to give away, so don't waste them on the wrong people. Meditate, pray, and reflect on all things. So, um, whether you're spiritual or not, I grew up that um, you're supposed to pray. What was it? Pray on all things. I feel like there's more to that. But anyways, so be any- anxious for nothing in all things through prayer and supplication. Give right. your words to God. Yes. That so. Whole thing. So that's pretty much just what I was taught. You know, you, if someone comes to you and asks you for something, instead of reacting, and, and it's advice. Like, if someone's like, hey, can you come over and help me with some yard work? Obviously, like, you know your schedule. You just do it based on your schedule. But they're asking you life advice. You really shouldn't ever just give it to them. No, you that's true. You say, you know... <clears throat> I really want to help you out, and I, I don't want to lead you astray at all. Let me think about that. So as a Christian, you know, my response should have been, let me pray on that. Um, but even if you're not a Christian, just let me think on that. Let me meditate on it um, and, re- and reflect, and we'll get back to you. If that person isn't patient enough to wait for you to try to give them the best response, Half the time, that means all they really wanted to hear was their words coming out of your mouth. I think that's my favorite saying. Yeah. Did we come up with that? I don't know. I, because we say it a lot. We do. And but that's, it's because it's true. Yeah, that's what ended up happening to me a lot. If anyone came to me with any kind of advice, um, they'd be asking me something about how they should react to something someone said or to their marriage or anything, I would instantly jump in because I want to help people. I want people to live the best happy life. I don't know if I've ever had anyone listen to a single thing I said, and it would just be frustrating because then they'd end up back in the same exact situation and be complaining to me a few weeks later or a month later, and I'd be like, I... Yeah. I don't know what to tell you different than what I already just told right. you. I definitely, um, talking about marriage is is really hard for me. Uh, we've worked very hard to make us have a peaceful life. We have a very good marriage, but it's it might seem like it comes naturally now, and I think it more does now. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning of our marriage, it didn't. It, it was, was a lot of work. It was hell. Honestly, yeah, it, it was, was. that first year of marriage was the worst time of my life. I would never go back to that ever no, it again. it was horrible. Um, but so, so that's just the insight I would give myself. Is I think it's great. Remember, because you, you have to save energy for yourself. You can't let people suck you dry. And if they're not going to really reflect on the things you're saying, then yeah. don't. But, but in the same way, when someone gives you advice, don't dismiss it. Right. Reflect on what they say and say, maybe I don't 100% agree with what this person said, but can I take some things from sure, it? You sure, sure, yeah. And, I mean, I think that it is something like, well, what you're saying is that even you would give advice and then they wouldn't take it and then you'd be frustrated by it. You know, and I think if – because sometimes we do have to give advice. Mm-hmm. Well, even- and, and we need to understand that it's not our job to make sure that they do what we – Suggested. It's just our job to care and love about love people enough to to mm-hmm. give them that suggestion when it's when it's appropriate right. and when it's needed. 
Um, but to also know them and love them enough to know that even if they don't do it, it is what it is. Right. And that's what I'm saying is like, if you do give someone life advice or some insight and then the very next week they're coming crying to you about the same thing, mm-hmm. asking you, what should I do? Instead of like being like getting frustrated and going through the whole thing again, be like, you know, I don't, it's not my life. I really don't know what to do for you, but I'm here for you. Yeah. Because yeah. at that point, it's like you already told them what you could tell them. If they're not going to take it, just love and them sometimes, and that's all you can do. And I'm not, I'm not an expert by any means, but I've definitely had, whenever I was a minister, I did my fair share of counseling with people, um, right, wrong, or indifferent. That's, it did happen quite a bit. And I found that the more you let them talk, the more they'll figure it out. The more themselves. they'll just figure yeah. it out. You just you you Sometimes give them. You just got to talk it out. Yeah, you just give them an opportunity. Ask them questions and stuff like that. But this is a, we're, but I mean I we're not talking about how to give advice. We're saying no. that you know just uh, be careful. Just be careful and and because understand motives and take your time with it. Don't right, just jump yeah. right out. Don't just That's say great. Well, this is what you should do. I think that is great advice in itself. I'm, and 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 why I know that is because when I asked you, hey, this is what I want to do. Here's the questions. You didn't just write it all down. Mm-hmm. You, I was like, we can record this tonight. And you were kind of like, well, I want to take time to really think about these. Mm-hmm. So let's record tomorrow. Right. Um, and that was you taking right. your own advice. That was you saying. Right, because part of me at one point being a people pleaser, I would have said, okay, let's do it. And then I would have been trying to think on the spot. Yeah. But I, I love doing this podcast with you, and I want you to enjoy it, but I also want to enjoy it. So sure. I, I have yeah. to take a minute. Yeah. So that's that's awesome. That's great. So what about um, questions? So the, the, the other thing is, um, would you ask them any questions? What would you ask Chia? Like, what questions would you ask so Chia at that honestly, point? So honestly, I wouldn't ask myself anything because, unfortunately, I remember too well what it was like to be a teenager. I remember that girl way too much because there was a lot of pain and hurt at that time in my life. Mm-hmm. So I actually want to ask myself anything. I already know what she wanted out of life. I already know the the very darkest places she was. So I don't think I'd ask her anything. Okay. Um, I think that's a good answer. I didn't expect that, but that is a good answer. Um, I, I don't remember my teenage that's years true. very well. <laughs> I really don't. So... You know, th- that, and that's why I asked this this question for this is because I want I'd like to know myself then a lot better. And even sometimes, like I feel like even with you knowing, you have a different memory than a lot of us, though. Like you really, really, you you're like, and you have a empathetic memory. I mm-hmm. guess you could say, like if you you can remember, I remember feelings. You remember feelings and stuff. So like that's different for me. I don't do that. It's almost like a movie. Mm-hmm. Whenever I think back, it's like it plays out as a movie, right? Like scenes. Uh, but I think I, I feel like the questions that I would ask is like number one, what are your dreams? Like. What do you want to be? I know that when I was a teenager, I wanted to be a writer. That was my mm-hmm. that was my dream job. Uh, I loved Hunter S. Thompson, loved reading his his books and and uh, his articles in Rolling Stone and stuff like that. So I really liked Hunter S. Thompson a lot, um, and that was one thing that I I was like you know I I I like that it wasn't so much that I wanted to be a journalist. I don't think as much as it was that here's a guy that is unlike any other journalist. Mm-hmm. No one is like this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he basically, he went into 
a job that he liked and created his own part of it. He, he created gonzo journalism. Right. And th- I think it was that that I fell in love with that part of it. So it was like, for me, I wanted to be a writer. I wasn't sure how or what. I wasn't sure if I wanted to, to write songs, you know, because I wrote a lot of lyrics to songs and stuff, or if I wanted to be uh, write novels or journalism or, or whatever it may be. I, I really wasn't sure. But I, I want to sit down and ask point blank, like, what's your dream? Mm-hmm. What do you want to be? Um, just to see, you know, maybe I'm I'm remembering it different. Maybe right. if I went back, it would be I want to be a poet, and I'd just be like, what? <laughs> I don't, you know, or something. I don't know. I have no idea. So, you know, what are your dreams? I feel like would be like the first big question I want to ask, and and then I want to ask questions about what they think I am. You know um, what I mean? Like, uh, like where do you think I live? Mm-hmm. Because would I know that I would just be living in the next town over from the town that I grew up in whenever I was a kid? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. That's uh, a good question. You know, because yeah. I feel like I always thought I was going to live like on the West Coast somewhere. Oh, really? Yeah. I just always assumed. Sorry. Well, it's fine. <laughs> but that's because of reading about Jim Morrison and stuff. And yeah. like, and all these guys who would, I felt like for you know, again, I don't know. That's why I want to ask. But like going back, I feel like when I was a teenager, there was always like a rite of passage or a pilgrimage mm-hmm. that all these great, to me, great influences did, influencers did, where they left everything behind and they, they went and created who they are. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I never did that. And do I regret it? No, because I feel like you've, this is where you're really cool. Honestly, because you've given me an opportunity to do that now. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing that in my 30s. Like I, I'm in my 30s now and I'm saying, who am I? Mm-hmm. You know, who do I want to be? What, what, is, what is it that I, I, I want to change or be different about? Aspire to be. And I'm able to take a, a pilgrimage within kind of. Yeah. Like I'm self-reflecting and I'm trying to grow and trying to be a better person and be a different person. And it's because you're allowing me to do so. And that goes back to being able to be a stay-at-home dad and work out, you know, my my stuff myself. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, by doing this, you know, you work at nights, the kids go to bed, you're at work. I don't go to sleep till like three in the morning at right. least. So I've got hours where it's just me and my thoughts. And that's great because then I could sit down, I can write, I can uh, meditate, I can think. Like it just helps me. So it's I feel like I'm on that pilgrimage now, mm-hmm. finding myself. Another question I feel like I would ask myself is, do you think I'm wealthy? Oh, you know what I mean. Yeah. I think I want to know, but what is wealth to you? Yeah. You know, because it's like I feel like if I say, you know, do you think I'm wealthy? They would look and we'd probably be wearing the same shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's like, well, what's wealth? Because to me, I'm very wealthy. I Mm -hmm. think I'm very, very rich. Yeah. Um, You know, I in the reason I say and I'm not just saying that in like a spiritual sense Mm -hmm. because I have a great family and everything like that. But um, I feel like we live in America. Mm -hmm. We have. If you if you spread out what our income is globally, we are rich. Oh yeah. You know, and now if you spread it out based on America, we're not doing great, but <laughs> we're not doing bad. We're doing okay. Yeah, but I'm just saying like uh what is what is wealth? Like mm-hmm. what does it even mean? I could leave right now and go buy something to eat. 
Mm-hmm. I could leave right now and I could go buy a new video game, a book, a movie. I could go, right. if our fan quit working, I could go buy a new one. Mm-hmm. Um, we're very, very blessed in that aspect. So I kind of feel like that's, you know, I would want to ask that question to hopefully give some wisdom there mm-hmm. and be like, it's not about having 20 grand in your bank account at right. all times. Because if that's the case, we've never been there and we're not. It's, no. it's, maybe one day, who knows? <laughs> but probably not because yeah. we are firm believers in we have the money, we like to have fun. Mm-hmm. We like to enjoy life. Yeah, so, I'm not saying like it's bad to have a savings account. But no. It's good. I do don't want to just have a bunch of money in my bank and then never do anything. Yeah. I like the idea of like having a threshold, like never get below like $2,000 in your bank account. Yeah. Which, haha, We're not we're there. We're not there. <laughs> but, but like, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> but being able to go to Disney once a year. Mm-hmm. If we didn't go to Disney once a year, if we didn't have a brand new car, if we didn't do these things, if we didn't buy a camper, we would have a lot of money in the bank. Right. But would we be happy? Yeah. With we, that money? Well, we've, we've done we've, that before. We've done the, we, yeah. the whole... Pinching pennies. Pinching and, and we're not happy. No. We're happy with, with spending that money on food and on... Experiences. Experiences. But, we yeah. love traveling. We love doing stuff. So it's like... Am I rich? Yes, because I can take a check and cash it and then leave that moment and go to Florida. Right. You know, and it's like, is that is that smart? I don't no. know. But we, <laughs> did, but we did it for the first, you know, 14 years, 13 years of our relationship. That's the way we lived. Well, we have to be smart. Put this in the bank. We got to be smart, you know, and we lived horribly. Mm-hmm. And then once we got to the point to where we were like, you know what? Just do us. Well, Don't care what, I, what other people think. Let's just do what we want to do and see what happens. And it's been the best well, life. I feel like we're rich because I not everyone has the opportunity I have at work where, you know what, we want to do something fun. Ah, eh, I'll just pick up an extra shift. It's fine. Right. There's other jobs where you can get overtime, but then there's jobs where you can't. Like, they're barely mm-hmm. letting you get 40 hours, you right. know. So... So it's like the we have the opportunity opportunity. to be wealthy. Yeah. And then we take that and and we go to... Well, I mean like rich and wealth (laughs) as in like mental and spiritually... And and it's all connected. I think it's all connected. You could be... You could have $20,000 in the bank and, and... and uh, you know, I love that. That's like huge for us. I mean, it is have millions in their bank. I don't care about those people. That's ridiculous. <laughs> but like, if you could what have do twenty, you do with that. I don't know. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you could have like twenty grand, thirty grand, forty grand, whatever, in the bank, and think, uh, you know, okay, well now I can be happy. But you're not gonna be happy unless you 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 take care of all aspects. I feel like right. everything, right. personal, financial health all of it mm-hmm. so that's why like there are times where we get on a kick where we're like okay like right now we're not we're not spending our money willy-nilly uh we're not spending our money willy nelson <laughs> uh but you know we're not going crazy or anything like that we're trying to keep our money so that way we can do stuff later mm-hmm. it's planning ahead so yeah i think we're rich now okay what if do you think that chia would like chia would she um, like you? I think she would like present me. So, in the past couple of years, I've tried to remember that girl mm-hmm. and become who she would have needed back then. I don't mm, want. I like that. I don't want to be who she wanted to be because 
before you, she didn't want kids. She didn't want to be married. She didn't care about life at all. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. It's funny that we you, both didn't want that stuff. Me. It's funny that neither one of us wanted yeah. that stuff, but we both needed it. Um, but I, I want to be the person she would have needed. That's a really good answer. I really like that. I feel like if, uh, if I went back today, teenage me would love me. Yeah. I feel like teenage me would really, really be into who I am today. Mm-hmm. Two years ago, would have hated me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just a couple of years ago, we would not have got along at all. But, like, if I went back now, I feel like I'm the kind of guy that me then would ask. I would literally probably ask myself, will you be my guru? Oh. I really feel like yeah. it. Um, which is a good feeling. So I guess kind of like you, like I've become who I feel like I would have needed mm-hmm. because now I'm focused on real, real things with me. Right. I'm not focused on, um, you know, external things. I'm not focused on what society tells me I need to be focused on. I'm focused on like Same. what I feel like. Yeah. No, this is, this is good for me. I don't care if it doesn't match with what everybody mm-hmm. else is. This is just what I have to do. Yeah, like, I have to do this for me. Again, I, I hated high school, not just because life was hard is some people shocker are not the school type of people. Right. Sitting in a classroom learning was miserable for me. Mm-hmm. Learning by hand and out in the workforce, love it. Everyone has a different learning style. Now, that doesn't mean it's not important. Sometimes you just have to suffer through the sucky parts of life to get to the good parts. Yeah. Um, But I always felt like a slacker because that wasn't okay. And I feel like I could go back and and tell that girl, it's okay you hate school. Mm -hmm. Do your best. Try to get through it. Go to college. Guess what? I didn't like college either. Now, I had better relationships in college, but I hate sitting in a classroom learning. Right. Where I I actually, if it's something I care about, I like it. But I'm so happy I did it because I have a wonderful career now, and I learn even more being on the job, and I like this type of learning. I like being with another nurse and her showing me how to do um, a skill. Even though I learned it in school, having someone show me in real life is so much better and I think sometimes people just need to become who who they need in high school to remember, like, not everyone's the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think it's, uh, that's great. This is fun. I like this. This is fun. So for the final, final question, would you like her? Do you think you would like Teenage okay. Chia? The only reason I would like her is because I know her. So, um... She was mean and often unapproachable, but that's because she's very sad and very scared. So because I know her, I would. Now, if someone else went back and met teenage me, I don't think they would have liked her Mm. because of the wall in the front she put up. Right. Okay. But I would have liked her because I know her. Yeah. So you feel like you would have been able to relate with her. And do you think you would try to break those walls down? I think I would try, but I don't think teenage me would let me. That's hilarious. Yeah. That you wouldn't let yourself. No. I mean, it's, it took you years and years and years to do because it. Because even now I'm a pretty stubborn, prideful person. Totally. Uh, 100%. I, yes. I've, as an adult, though, horrible, I've learned to listen. Horrible <laughs> Like, just... I've learned to listen to some voices of reason, usually yours. A teenage Shia didn't care. She was right. You weren't going to tell her what to do or how to feel. 
don't try to connect with her because it wasn't happening. I think it was that fire I liked. <laughs> so now you don't like this? No, I'm just bored. I'm too soft. <laughs> yeah, I'm just bored with you. Um, I, don't, I, I think it would be 50-50 for me. Yeah? If I would like me back then. Really? Yeah, I feel like um, I the drugs, no. Uh, it's hard to say because I do feel like it's... Do you think you'd get annoyed with yourself? Maybe, but I think I think the biggest thing. Wait, why are we going with there? You think I'm an annoying? Person? You think I was annoying? No, I liked you. Mm, I don't know why you'd ask that question. I didn't ask you a question like that. That's weird. That's weird that you would just go right just to that. Just keep going, keep going. Oh, okay. Let's pass over that. I see that fire coming back, Jerry. Uh, <laughs> now I feel like it's hard for me to say that I wouldn't. Like, would I try to get me to stop taking drugs? I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. I don't know because I feel like. The hardships that I went through, develop, like the way my mind works now is because of that, and I like my mind now. So what if I never went through any of that stuff? Right. What if I never went through addiction? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to talk to people that go through addiction that may need help. I wouldn't right. be able to, um, to you know, have some of the stories I have, which means that maybe my comedy wouldn't be the same. <laughs> but it's, you know, so it's like, I don't know. But would I like myself? I, I do think it'd be 50-50 because... Um, the one thing I do think that I would like is the philosophy that I had then, which was I, you, when you're a teenager, you have this God complex almost. You have this invincibility to you to where, you know, like for me, I never I, I did drugs. I, I was drinking and driving. I did all this stuff. I had multiple friends die, mm-hmm. you know, in it from drinking and driving from overdoses and stuff like that. And I still did it. Because it's like, well, that that stuff doesn't happen to me. Right. And it's just like, that's kind of crazy. And I'm not saying that I want that now, but I like the idea of saying anything is possible with me. Mm-hmm. And I do. And I'm, I'm trying to pull that back in. Like I said, I mean, I quit my job. I'm, I stay at home now and I'm trying to become a comedian okay slash writer. You're risk of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think that teenage Jake is a little bit to, to thank for that because mm-hmm. Um, so I do. I, th- I think I would like that. I do think that I would like that part of me. I think I would like that philosophy part of me. That is, um, if I want it, I can have it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I do feel like that now. I do feel like if I want it, I can have it. Um, there's just a lot of work that goes in with it. Like teenage me wanted to just sit back and wait for it to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I wanted to be a musician, but I didn't want to do all the hard work of practicing. And all that stuff to be a musician. I just wanted right. to be a musician. I just wanted to be able to go to a party and play the music and people love me. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to do all the behind the scenes stuff. Right. Um, which is where, you know, the drugs came in. Because <laughs> then I do drugs and not care that much about it. Um, but, you know, I, I like that aspect of it. So I, I think I think I would I, I would get along with me. I do I do think so. I hope so. I think I was probably an, an okay teenager. Yeah. I, I have a lot of family members who may disagree with me on that, but <laughs> they also hung out with me, so I don't That's know. That's true. Um, so yeah, I, this is fun. I like this. This is a fun. This is a fun I little topic. It. it was a it's little insightful. bit more. It was a little more serious than what we usually do. But the podcast is called Laugh and Be Blessed. So sometimes we want to bless each other. We want to bless people. We want to bless ourselves. You know. So uh, and you know, have fun while we're doing it. So thank you. Uh, Chia for participating in this. That was that was fun. Thank you. Um, thank you for everybody who tuned in. Um, don't forget 
to like and subscribe to the podcast. Um, go to jakerubel.com. If you want to read um, you know, some of my writings, go to jakerubel.com slash blog. And you can, um, I put up my first blog for the website recently. And, uh, yeah, check it out and just let me know what you think. There's a little comment section there. So thank you, everybody, for everything that you do. Thank you for the beauty that is the blessed ones. I'll say that because you guys are a fun community. You really are. We, uh, you know, while I was, while we're recording this, I actually got a message from somebody in the group uh, asking a question. So it's fun. It's fun that we do this. It's fun that we're able to. And um, just... I'm I'm so blessed. You know, if I could leave, if I could leave this podcast with anything, it's it's do this exercise that we did. Yeah, I think that's good. It's a good exercise to mm-hmm. just kind of reflect on who you are. Just sit down and ask yourself those five questions that we asked. You know, if what insights or what would you warn yourself, teenage you? Would you warn yourself of anything? Would you give yourself any kind of insights? Um, what was number three? <laughs> oh. Uh, so, would you warn yourself of, uh, of anything? Would you give yourself any kind of insights? Um, um, what questions would what you questions ask yourself? Ask yourself yes. What questions? That's a fun one for me. Like, what questions would you ask teenage you? Um, would they like you, and would you like them? You know, sit down, write those out. If you come up with some really good ones, let us know about them. You can um, just go to the Facebook, uh, Jake Rubel's Blessed Ones, leave a comment there and say, just in the top of it, just say questions to myself and then leave it there. And, uh, you know, if you don't want feedback, you can say no feedback needed. If you'd like feedback, whatever, um, we'd be happy to talk. Uh, but I think that would be super, super fun for you to do that. So just sit down, take some time out, think about it first. Don't jump right into it. Think about it a little bit and then sit down and do five questions to teenage you. And I think you'll, you'll enjoy it. I think you'll have, you'll have fun doing that. So until, uh, we read those comments, thank you guys so much for being here. We love you very, very much. We really hope that you guys have a wonderful weekend week i guess that's why i like wednesdays <laughs> like that's why because wednesdays it's like this is the end of the week yeah. like you guys it's, it's like downhill from here guys you're doing it <laughs> you're doing it you're on your way you've made it here now it's just smooth sailing to the weekend and then it's going to be great weather probably let's just throw some positivity out you know it's going to be a good time so we love you guys thank you very much <laughs>